0: all right hello and welcome to the next confusing
1: episode of myths and stories tonight we will not be covering a trailer because it doesn't exist yeah. <laughs> Instead, we will cover Lucent tales from the Moths of Thune's Throne World because we literally couldn't figure this out, and this was borderline last minute.
2: We were we, we were ninety really percent sure on some. Oh some my god, we really were now.
1: <laughs> something, something. Bungie is killing it this this time with the with the. We ain't saying shit about shit, so yeah um
3: the the only
2: thing they have been saying uh pretty consistently amongst the various team members uh on on twitter and and social media and whatnot is just how excited they are and how awesome this next season is going to be uh so for for their sake. <laughs> because we know what this community can do with unreasonable expectations. I, uh, I hope it truly is
1: like if it, if it's not even like half, I'm scared, man. I'm scared.
2: I'm choosing to be optimistic though, and and be excited for it. I am uh, doing the same.
1: I, I am, I am excited for it as well. I just, I'm scared, man. I'm scared. Uh, so yeah. Um, so no trailer. Uh, no, the, the, we have a, a possible leak name for the season, which hasn't been confirmed. Everyone's tweeting, season 17 is going to contain season 17 things with season 17 stuff. And that's like the extent that we are getting of info for the season. So we're going to take it a little easier tonight. Uh, and we're going to cover uh, the Lucent Moths uh, book. So the the Moths themselves are little collectibles. Uh, that came out. I want to say it was was it two a week myth when
0: when it...
2: yeah I think it was two a week. I think it was
1: two a week. Yeah. Uh, there are little moths that were collectible. Uh, in certain areas in Sabathunes throne world. Um, we're not going to go over like locations, and this is this isn't a guide. This is just uh, every time you turned one in, you got a lore book entry with it, and the uh, the name of the lore book is the Lucent Tales, I believe. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and so yeah, we're we're gonna gonna we Myth has such a lovely reading voice. Um that I'm gonna let him read them <laughs> and then I'm gonna ask questions.
2: <laughs> so and say much like I think anybody I've ever talked to, I personally hate the sound of my recorded voice. Uh it's but, so
1: weird. Like I like I I'm okay with mine, I think.
2: That's that's good. I I know that there's um it's because like it sounds so different to you than it does. To everyone else that you're projecting it out to um i've heard even even uh singers that will say like yeah you know obviously i make a living living singing but uh i still hate the sound of my voice recorded um
1: that's so weird right so i never thought of it from like a like a singer or like a like an actor's point of view or something whatever there's got to be actors out there too that are like yeah that looks weird i don't know what that is probably
2: yeah (laughs) Anyway, we digress. Uh tonight...
1: we digress a lot. <laughs> I don't know why that was any different.
2: Tonight we're gonna to talk about the book Lucent Tales. Uh and we're just gonna dive right into it. So we're just gonna go in order that the uh of the chapters of the book, uh, which is gonna start us off with the chapter titled Pikmin. Um
1: well before before we dive in, I do want to go over the um the name of the triumph for it uh mm-hmm. is is god i'm not going to be able to pronounce this word this is a hard word um myth and or google can you help me with this
2: which which triumph are you looking at for collecting all of them
1: it, for collecting all of them it's like it's like Le, leo Le, i it starts with an l uh... leo scop I might be making up a word right now. So
2: I do not have easy access to get to the Triumphs.
1: uh, Oh, okay. Well, let me get the easy access to it. Uh,
0: Let's see here. Uh, Triumph for collecting moths. Aha! Uh, Lepido... Lep... Fuck. L-E... P i, d o, p t, e r, i s t. Okay, so uh, lepidopterist, lepidopterist,
2: uh, which is a person who studies or collects butterflies and or moths, says Google,
1: and not not like not like the the Buffalo Bill from like, uh, um, Sounds of the Lambs, where he's like. yeah no we're not we're not turning into moths we're just collecting them
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) myth was very afraid of where i was going with that
1: i kept that one very clean thank you
2: surprisingly so uh right so yeah chapter book one chapter one Uh, is titled Pikmin. A lot of these titles are, I think all of them actually are names, um, names of a ghost, actually. Um, and a lot of these are told from the perspective of a ghost, uh, talking about the hive in, uh, from different viewpoints and kind of gives us an idea of how some of these, uh, ghosts decided to be, um, loyal to the hive and and provide the hive with light and get us in this whole mess uh
1: edge lords that's all they are yeah
2: yeah not all of them not all of them um so in this case this ghost uh is presumably named pikmin and his chapter goes like this you needn't resent my hesitation Mine is a prejudice shared by many. Evolution's paintbrush cut within the hive a terrible anatomy rendered to elicit fear. They are loathsome things to look upon, after all. I speak not as some superstitious, providential afraid of the dark, but as a ghost well-versed in the language of suffering. Look at this one. They call him a knight, this sin putrefying upon a slab. Is it only brute strength that qualifies a knighthood now? I have little compassion for the universe's mockery upon chivalric ideals. In contrast, I call myself a creature of moral strength and sound reasoning, and as such, believe these traits allow me to judge so unforgivingly. But alas, I am also afflicted by a most curious and inquisitive nature. It is why, when my debased fellows departed to find unity with the hive, I found myself compelled to witness their descent, Not to share in it, of course. I doubt we share anything more than a species and the dark urge we all undoubtedly feel. Yet as I watched them, I could not deceive myself into denying the elegance of pouring the light in all its multiplex glory into these avatars of terrible intricacy. It is a sinister geometry, but not without its beauty. Gazing on them with an eye unvarnished by niceties, one can see that a fiendish purity of purpose drives them. They spill confidence like a venturer drunk on his own reserves. Such a shame that this purity and confidence was leveled at the unforgivable Quintain striking at our great traveler and unraveling its works. I shudder at the ease with which my comrades ignore such basic logic. This is the hive, disciples of that unholy church which laid our creator low. They struck for its heart and shattered a roaring conflagration into 10,000 motes flickering
0: in the wind. In their fervor, they... Played midwife of a sort. To guardians. To ghosts. To me. Cause and effect. Legacy. Is this what my fellow ghosts see? Why it feels... right? Then with their foundation of logic, what is my he- hesitance except some provincial superstition? And that ends that card. So there really isn't I don't know, there's there's not like I I guess you're right in saying like there's not a whole lot of
1: like, you know story or, or anything going on here. This is just a ghost like kind of contemplating like his, I don't want to say his own existence, but uh, looking at this night and thinking, you know, why should I? It, it is are they are these ghosts part of that group of ghosts that were the inward thinking ghosts, the the ones that were constantly like they would just lay about a place and you know they wouldn't talk, they they don't talk at head height anymore, or, or do we know if these are the same ghosts?
2: I don't know if um if Pikmin who's being uh, talked about here uh, specifically is um, presumably he is. It sounds like he is though. Uh, and I, I think it's, it was implied that a large number of those, you know, kind of wandering ghosts uh, are or, or were drawn in to uh, provide light to the hive. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he was part of that group. And it's interesting that he uh, starts off with the idea of like, really, like how can you guys not see that this is, this is not something we should be doing. But he had that like morbid curiosity that, you know, watched it wanted to to watch the, the car crash uh, and, and couldn't look away and um, come kind of, doesn't convince himself necessarily but you know comes to this this conclusion of the only reason we exist is because the hive as part of the collapse attacked the traveler so the hive are in a way just as much our creators as the traveler is so maybe we owe them some amount of
0: of loyalty for that
1: that's kind of a mind fuck.
0: So, so but it,
1: it, it, to me, it does. It did seem like he was like, he's trying to convince himself. Right. It's almost like, he I don't know if he was trying to convince himself or not, but it sounded like he's like, he's seeing this thing happen. Like you were saying, like a car crash that you can't look away from. And now he's watching it and he's going, okay, well maybe I need to try this and see if I can make it do better or, or I can do a better job than, you know, Joe blow over there.
0: And, and Jeff, jeff number three because those are those are ghost names now (laughs) those are
3: clearly
2: those are ghost names um clearly now this uh some of these cards are a little more in depth some of them are going to uh explore um we'll have multiple cards around a single ghost and kind of the actions of that single ghost so some of them get a little more into it i think this being the first chapter is more a introduction to the kind of uh thoughts that we're going to be seeing these ghosts go through it's it's going to be a lot of questioning coming from these ghosts of you know what's right what's wrong what should i do what can i do and and struggle with that in relation to granting the
0: light to the hive
1: that's like that's definitely what that felt like too like he. That's and that's why I was curious if he was part of the group of ghosts that were that those those internal thinkers that are, that questions and because he seems like he's just kind of questioning like they, they're they're very open ended questions that he's that he's discussing in this first card
2: yeah and we get uh whereas as uh, Pikmin's view is a little more um you know at least attempting to be. The, the scientific observer, you know, the one on the outside going like, what is making you do this? Uh, the next card, which is titled 303, um, is about a ghost that is very much feeling things um, that we could easily see pulling them away from uh, resing a, a guardian of humanity and, and maybe finding more solace with the hive. So, this one, uh, this chapter, is uh, just entitled 303, uh, and it goes like this. 303 floated in the shadows as her modest flock of ghosts scanned the ruins. For centuries, they had combed through the long-dried spatter of a fallen world, each hoping to find their prize. She always watched, knowing she would never find what she needed just as surely as they knew they would. A joyous chime pierced the air, and the little ghost's mood sank. It wasn't a sound she heard often, but she recognized the melody that heralded the shrinking of her group. L gestured across the tumble-down intersection, where Trill chirped hollow advice to a fawn-wobbly guardian as the others watched on. 303 turned away and grumbled. She supposed she could just ignore them. If they let her. Three. Paris bobbed, practically bouncing on her. Three. Trill's found her guardian. Come, congratulate her. Anger flared, white-hot. Congratulate? Are you... You know what? Fine. 303 swiveled back toward the impromptu celebration and raised her voice. Hey, Trill, congrats on abandoning us all. Three. What? I'm so happy for her. I'm not resentful at all about our fanatical devotion to the dead humans, the species who couldn't stop the darkness the first time around. Three, this isn't the time. When is the time, Paris? When are we going to start asking questions? Why did we just arbitrarily decide to dedicate ourselves to these squishy creatures forever? They aren't fit to hold the light. Three, can't you at least be happy for us? Trill's voice was soft. Three didn't respond. This is the way we form a bigger family and serve a larger purpose. That's what that's all about. But maybe, if after all this time, you still can't share that with us, Elle paused. She'd often come so close to saying this, but always backed down before. Then maybe you shouldn't search with
0: us. Three floated letting the ultimatum settle. Fine. There was nothing more to be said after that.
2: One by one, the rest drifted away, resuming their work. Elle hesitated for a moment. Goodbye, Three, she whispered. I do hope you find your family. 303 turned away to look up toward the night sky. The twinkling stars stared back like a million judging eyes. But she knew then, gazing at those quiet
0: spaces between them, they were her family. That's the end of that card. Man. Ghosts are Some of them could be kind of dickish.
2: <laughs> well, this is this is that questioning that we were talking about. You know, this is a ghost that um is is gone so so very long you know hundreds of years at least without finding their sure. partner to the point where they're bitter when other ghosts find their guardian
1: and i found that amusing too the like to have such a a human emotion
0: Hmm. um yeah to have this like and i i guess i guess it's not a human emotion i guess it's a uh a...
1: I don't, don't, because I mean, like, like the the hive. Obviously, they 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 can be bitter. Would would you call it? Would you say that a uh, higher sentience emotion? I guess.
2: Well, I mean, I I kind of know what you're you're going to
1: human because that's all we have to compare it to, right?
2: Right. Real life, Um, you know, like. But it it is like uh, up until this point, or I shouldn't say up until this point, but generally speaking, our interactions with ghosts in game have um they've had you know personalities and and they've been happy and sad and, and upset about things but they they've always been on the same side um sure. you know sure. even Kinda if like they speaking with
1: this not not quite speaking with the same voice but speaking with the same intention speaking with yeah. the same yeah you know like hey look a, a guardian awesome let let or let's let's raise this you know let's let's you know let's go on our our journey to defend the light type thing whereas like this is the first time a, a a ghost has been like oh fucking great now we lost another one this is bullshit
3: yeah
2: it's it's interesting and and to have a ghost um openly question to a a group of other ghosts that are not like-minded from from the looks of it yeah um to say like when are we going to start asking questions? Why did we just decide that we're going to dedicate ourselves to these, as she describes them, squishy creatures? Uh, yeah, they aren't fit to hold the light. So this is a ghost. That's that, the one that got me. This is a ghost that has deemed humanity is not worthy of the gift of the light. And and it says at the beginning, three oh three has already decided she will never find what she needs. She will never find her guardian
0: because she doesn't think humanity is worth it. Man. That's a, that's a, that's a big line of thought from a ghost. Like this is, this is like,
3: I don't
1: know,
0: man, this is, this is, this is bold. It it just, this is just, this, it, it's one of those things like, you know, it. it <laughs> I I really hesitate
1: to draw parallels to politi- current political <laughs> situations, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> um, but no, it's 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 like it's it's like we're doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results, but we 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 don't we're not getting a different results, and so this is the one this is the one being in the group. Saying, well, great, you picked a you picked another squishy thing. How's that working for us? You know, have we come any closer to whatever you know, whatever goal? We don't even know what we're trying to achieve. Like, are we really defending the light? Or are we just defending humanity now? Like, you know, how are we going to how are we going to make a forward progress in anything if we don't start asking those questions and making that change? So yeah, that's that's a bold bold move 303 it's funny because when you first said 303 my first thoughts was like oh well, somebody just called themselves bob and <laughs> i was like that's just lazy programming there but now I've, i kind of got a thing for 303
2: there you go 303 asking the tough questions
1: ask the ask get in there and ask the tough questions 303 <laughs> you do you boo but it, case, would, bob.
2: it would make a lot of sense for this ghost that's disillusioned from humanity. Uh and and actually to to make another point that specifically says like why are we giving our gifts to this race that's already lost once? Yeah. Um it would make a lot of sense for them to maybe be more open minded towards the hive which have endured without the light and have you know steamrolled every adversary they've come across until the guardians. Uh Yeah. And, you know, from their point of view, that may look like the stronger species. That may look like the more worthy,
0: uh, you know, worthy carrier of the light. So, yeah, that's sound reasoning. So moving on
2: to the next chapter here, um, this chapter is entitled Krill. Uh, and this is an interesting one. Um because we learn a little bit about these uh moths themselves that we're collecting and that pop out of enemies and try to explode on us and grandmasters um
1: oh they don't they don't try at all they absolutely do <laughs> they, absolutely they absolutely fly, fly halfway across, you across the map to
2: one-shot you. yeah super
1: <laughs> fucking annoying
2: so this one is entitled krill uh and it's Overshield
1: shield given little shit
2: <laughs> And it is a uh, intercepted log
0: or transcript. And it starts like this. Type. Private medical log. Parties. One ghost type. Designate. Krill. Associations. Light. Lucent hive. Transcript follows. Ubartu ana blames me. Naturally.
2: He insisted on naming me Krill in our first exchange because he claims I am as small and useless as the weak pests that the hive evolved from. Cruelty and suspicion are his nature, but it makes for a poor physician. Still, poison is a logical, if ignorant, hypothesis for the condition. Patients report various symptoms mood swings, headache, insomnia prior symptom remains the growths i hesitate to call them tumors no sign of metastasization metastasization one might be one must be precise in terminology after all after some clumsy exploratory surgery on my inner workings umbartuana seems content i am not some trojan horse wouldn't that be ironic ghosts sent to reclaim the hive from death only to wipe them out by dispersing pathogenic specks rather than light, as I said before, ignorant. We've biopsied a dozen growths now, but there are no clear results. These masses within the masses within are primitive, protoplasmic, little more than interstitial fluid and protolithic amino acids, primordial soup, as the humans say. No sign of infection, but. Curiously, the lining of these cysts, for lack of a better term, seems to be saturated with immune cells. Further biopsies are needed. Some time passes. Wondrous development. Biopsy 37 has yielded aggressive results. I pierced a cyst to discover not fluid, but life. A winged arthropod attacked me, defending its host. Little of its body remained upon destruction, but it seems to be more energy construct than flesh. I plan to take the next specimen alive for vivisection. Confirmed. The winged arthropods, despite their energy structure, also contain hive cells. I theorize hive physiology, unaccustomed to light exposure, is attempting to isolate light energy like an infection. Light, structured as it is, organizes the discarded sebum within and forges it into imaginal cells, kickstarting a sort of homo metabolism. Incredible! The hive's own bodies are transforming light into a parasite. What a wondrous adaption! They are now commending Ubartuana for his discovery. Thus now I perceive the true poetry in my
0: name. Everything about him of value comes from me. And there ends that card. I'm just going to say it. He he popped a zit.
1: (laughs) And a fucking moth came out of it. And that is disgusting. (laughs) Like, as you were reading that, I was like, bull. (laughs) Not handling that real well. Uh, no, that's, that's kind of neat that it's, uh, like, even, even, so, okay, so I guess this is where I was confused. Is this a ghost named Krill?
0: This
2: is a ghost who has been named Krill by his, uh, hive, uh, guardian, um, and his hive guardian is a
1: physician trying to figure out where these, where these, these cysts are coming from.
2: So it sounds yes, it sounds like um, his his hive guardian, this lucent hive, has named his ghost krill because he views his ghost as small and useless, which is that's, what that's they think such of a themselves. Fucking
1: uh, fucking dick move, man!
2: Like, and yeah, it sounds like this. Here this... I
1: thought here I thought three oh three and all of his buddies are kind of dickish. <laughs> the fucking hive are even more dickish. Screw these guys. I, I feel no remorse popping hive heads off now and crushing hive ghosts.
2: So it sounds like this uh lucent hive named Ubartuana uh is is a physician but as Krill says um he does he's very ignorant of anything that isn't just ways to kill people essentially. Yeah. Uh
1: well and it sounds like he thinks the whole thing is a poison.
2: Yeah, he thinks it's a poison um and seems to suspect that the the newly appeared hive ghosts are the one poisoning the the general populace of the hive of, of the lucent hive at least uh
0: well i guess i guess in a way it well i don't know i like
1: if you think of it in terms of a of a maybe not a poison but maybe more like a virus
2: well and that seems to kind of be the conclusion that they come to here not that it's uh. You know with, with an intent for harm but it's just by nature of the lucent hive being so unaccustomed the the hive physiology in general being so unaccustomed to light energy and now suddenly they're surrounded by it all the time because there are these these lucent hive ghosts just floating around everywhere and using light and reviving people and and all that um their bodies are reacting to it as like a foreign, you know, a foreign invader. Um, yeah, and so the hive body, similar to how a human body reacts to a uh, a foreign object, is trying to isolate it and push it out of the body. Uh, and
1: I will never pop a zit the same <laughs> again.
2: And in this case, because it's light energy, and light is uh. Paracausal in nature and tends to skew towards the um the generation of life rather than the destruction of life it is taking the hive cells that are trying to contain it and it's turning them into a light version of hive cells which are these little lucent moths I. Uh,
1: is this why the moths have three eyes?
2: This is why the moths have three eyes. They're they're the light's version of the very lowest form of a hive light form born in the
0: light. So here's here's a <sighs> This is a hard question cuz even even trying to wrap my head around trying how to word this is is hard. The krill Became the hive. Yes. So what is a hive? Because the krill had the three eye thing before. Mm hmm. So what the hell is a hive?
2: I mean, a hive is just the krill after being introduced to the, the worms, the, the worm larvae.
1: That's it. That's full. There's, because there, does, there doesn't seem to be any type of, like, physical difference between what a hive looks like with a worm and a, what a hive looks like without a worm.
3: Not
2: overly. Granted, we we don't really have any comparisons to see in-game. The only um, thing I
1: can think of is the memories that we were shown. Right, was Scythana uh,
2: prior to... Right, Yeah. right. And I guess there are some changes between Savathun and Sathona, but you could argue that some of those are also just by nature of of being given the opportunity to grow past what was it like 10 years old or something. Um
1: Right. I mean you're talking beings that 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 like like what you're saying didn't they never grew past 10 years old and now they are a billion years old.
2: Right. So I I think
3: I just find that
1: strange that 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 there's no there doesn't seem to be any physical change from one to the other other than okay I'm I now I'm immortal and I've got a little wormy thing living in my belly
2: well and I won't say that there's no physical change um, at, at least at least maybe aesthetically not so much but physiologically this card tells us there has been like that. Their bodies are so tuned to not accept light that they see light energy as a foreign invader and have an immune response to it.
1: Because okay.
2: Because all their so bodies have known up till this point is is dark, provided via Darkness,
1: the worm. right. Like that's and
0: that's what I was thinking too, like So this is this is kind of another interesting thing here. Uh Rulk, we know this now, we didn't know this before, but we know this now,
1: Rulk was the original one that went to the Worms and stole Mama Zita and was
0: like, suck it. Were the Worms inherently tied to the Dark before then? I think it's implied that they were, um... Okay. not not dark as
2: in the witness but dark as in they were they were beings of the deep um they lived in the dark uh the right. dark the location I suppose uh to be specific so they they were beings that uh thrived in the dark energy uh but they didn't have any you know machinations to align with the witness or dominate you know, fundamental. Right. rule came down and you know, essentially forced them into
3: it.
1: Yeah, It was like, I'm taking this. I'm taking your mom for a for a battery. Um, bye. And mom was like, now hold on. Batteries are energy things. We energy. You live in the real world here. That's cool that you think you can use your little paracausal stuff to make energy. You can't because we're in the real world. Physics apply use them as an energy source and then they were like
0: oh look we'll find even more use them for an energy
1: source and we'll just create a train of energy all the way up to mama zeta to power this world ending thing i
2: don't know that that's exactly Man, how it are went down dumb. But...
0: i think that's
1: how it went down like that's that's kind of how it went down well, no that's not how it went down. Rook, i'm gonna say that's how it went
2: down rulk was the one that told them to give the larvae to the hive like that—that that was not something that's right. that the worms that's were, were right. going to do right. of their own accord. That was—that right. uh, was, was an the order whole from him.
1: Yep, that was the whole thing with him was was giving that order. So that's—I guess—that's an interesting thing. I guess even he knew that he need that this power source wasn't going to be infinite. Like he would have to find some way to create this this infinite power source by telling them, "Hey, give the worms," to this. because every—and correct me if I'm wrong here again—every worm in existence was physically cut from zeta.
2: That's the implication uh that yeah cut like it rook c- cut away from her flesh and then it in the same way than I guess an earthworm does uh right. it like you cut an
1: earthworm in half and they'll
2: crawl away from each other. Yeah, like it, it turned into its own like a a larva, its own life
0: form. Uh, yeah. which was then you know distributed through the hive right interesting it's 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 just a it's a neat thought because
1: again i still come back to the idea of where the is is there a definitive thing anywhere that you know of um, other than what we're told in books of sorrow that says that the worms are inherently that the worms were dark and have always been dark aligned because that would be an interesting thing to come out if, like, if it came out that, like, hey, the worms were never actually dark aligned. They just became that way because Rulk went down there and was like, "Suck it!" And now, because of that, now they are dark aligned.
2: Well, and I, I think that is the implication. And I, I we need to be careful here. Dark aligned, in my view, is not the same as allying with the witness. Um, right, 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 right. Because you-
1: they just happen to have dark. Uh, i guess dark line would in this sense would be like would they be harbingers of dark the abilities of dark the force
2: and i think that's true um okay because is you know from, like pre Rulk. pre-ruled yeah, because were... even pre rule okay. the leviathan was still keeping them caged right uh, and, right
1: and that that I think that's a definitive thing too that we've that we've that we've come to a conclusion on. Fundament was a prison.
0: Yes. And
1: Leviathan was there guarding them and and was specifically like their jailer. And then Rulk was just like, nah, fuck that. I'm better than you. Suck it.
0: And Leviathan was like, Oh shit, you're better than me. Ow. Take my rib. And Rulk's like, gladly. I'll just
1: while I'm down here, I'll just grab a worm because I need a battery.
2: So again, I don't know that's exactly how that went down, but <laughs>
1: that's totally how that went down. That's just you didn't see the you didn't see the 2014 remake of the. Never mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh. Anyway, so to backtrack into this book, uh, yeah, so like. Yeah, I forgot where I was going with that comment. <laughs> go back to the book.
3: Okay. We'll go back to I'm the just, book. I'm
0: just I'm caught I'm caught up in this idea of of the But again, like you're saying, if it's if they're not aligned with the witness,
1: they just happen to have Dark the Force access to Dark the Force. That's just an that's an interesting thought. I, I right? like that, the way like,
2: that I see it. I see the deep, where dark energy primarily resides or is or is strongest. The location, the deep, is just an ecosystem, like any other. Yeah, uh, you know that's the, what it seems like. The flowers, the flora that grows on the glycon is seems to inherently be dark tied flowers. to dark energy but that doesn't mean that they're working yeah. for the witness and i think the same can right. be right it doesn't to the mean words. that they're
1: evil It doesn't mean that yeah that that's that right there that they're not working for the witness that they're not like it, it, that doesn't mean anything they're just they just happen to run off of dark energy mm-hmm. it's it's like if it's like if if we in the in this universe found and and I say found antimatter, but I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna call it. We just found antimatter, and then was like, hey, we're gonna use this. Like it, that would just be a thing. That would just be a another tool to use. And so that's I that's that's interesting. I've never I've never truly thought of the dark, the deep, as like an ecosystem of just being inherently dark. And and I've always thought of it as like the the ruler of the dark, the witness made this place of of bow darkness with, you know, I only use dark and gray color scheme on everything. But <laughs> no, it's just a, it's just a place. No, it's just, just a,
2: just a place. Um, I, I guess to, to draw a real world comparison, uh, there are bacteria out there that eat arsenic that survive off arsenic. That doesn't necessarily mean that those bacteria are trying to kill humanity. Uh, that just happens to be but... how how they've evolved to live. For,
0: or does it? Ba 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 ba. <laughs> Shit. I wasn't ready for that.
1: <laughs> All these fucking bacteria are going to rise up. Fuck humanity. <laughs> That's what we think. I guess it'd be like a thousand little like fuck humanity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to be the scientist that looks through that microscope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see this bacteria just middle finger the
1: scientist be like, "Fuck you." <laughs> the little scientist be like, "What in the hell did I smoke this morning?"
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, All right. So, okay, to to get us back
2: on track here. Yeah, um... I'm totally
1: off track now. This is <laughs> this shit has gone out the window to the moon. Now we're coming back. Book number Four,
2: yeah, so, or chapter Four, I guess continuing the lucent Tales, chapter Four, I uh, is talking this this is talking about a ghost, um that is all in all in on the like yeah, I'm a member of the hive, fuck humanity, <laughs> uh,
1: edge ed- oh shit, is he a pet where gonna- <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: uh. He's God he's all about it. it. He he's got books of sorrow next to his bedside table. He reads it every night before oh, he goes to God. bed. He is in it. He's
1: got he, he's got he's got a little he's got a little like a fanboy picture of like the witness, and every night he goes good night witness.
2: He's got he's night. got like a a band poster of Oryx and something And
1: just at the bottom it just says the sisters, and he's like fuck yeah the sisters.
3: Yes,
2: yeah, so this is God, that ghost. God this is that ghost. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this, this, does this ghost make Edgelord Lord look like just a pretty fanboy?
2: <laughs> Kinda, yeah. God uh, man, yes. <laughs> so, alright. Yeah. Right. But this also shows us um how a ghost can be so in on the uh the ideas of the sword logic. And how a hive is now maybe questioning where it came from. So oh, shit. This,
0: this chapter is called "Ulick." and it goes like this. Rise again, Luzaku,
2: Ayat. Rise and take back the logic this heretic won in your death. Yes, arm yourself and lay low the guardian scourge. The false inheritor of the light has grown fat on your weakness. To whittle him thin is to make yourself strong. Yes, he lies broken just as the gift mast, but be wary. Yes, there, his ghost awakens him and your victory is soured. Mind the bullets, bathe in the metal rain and be cleansed, not drowned. Lift up your shredder, it is your tutor in studying the shape of your foe. Again he lies in ruin, and you learned well your lesson, yes, seizing the ghost. The logic from this kill will make you strong. With this ghost you crush not only the foe before you, but every foe he could have been. It is the whole worth of him in your hand, gaze upon it. Yes, see how it trembles, so fragile. Hear it describe you in your victory. Take it now in this moment of ultimate truth. Grow drunk on victory and in revelry. Know the worth of this thing. Crush the ghost. Why do you linger, Luzaku? What is there to learn with your eyes that you will not learn with your fist? Do you not wish to be something real? Something that lasts forever? Why do you look to me? Children are curious, humans are curious, but hive are strong. Your understanding comes in vanquishing the thing, so do it! No, it's free. This is what your speculating has wrought, Luzaku. You have failed, and now the tides of the universe will erode you into meaningless dust. All that you could have become has slipped through your fumbling fingers. The guardian will now return,
0: flush and hungry from his death. And then, and then you will be dead. I out. So this is an edgelord ghost, is what this is. This is is fucking... (laughs) Hey... He just, he's he's got like
1: the full sister soundtrack too. He's even got the deep cuts, <laughs> man. He just
2: That's right. Uh, he's, just, he's just sitting up track. there like
3: Quarrier, fuck yeah, coming again to save the motherfucking day yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happening here.
2: Uh so exactly what's happening here. We have this very interesting relationship though, where there's a ghost that is all in. He is.
1: He's like, fuck this other guardian ghost. Like, he, th- th- hes literally like, this knight is d- about to do what we do to all these ghosts that we see. Mm-hmm. He's literally got him in his hand, and he's about to crush him and end this thing. Like, in this, in the ghost, in the, in the, which would obviously in the guardian because the guardian's dead. If the ghost is sitting out there out in the open, mm-hmm. then, and in his words, like the sword logic thing, like you've now defeated every foe that this go- ghost would, this ghost and guardian would have ever defeated by defeating it therefore making you even stronger like yeah he's he's very much he's all in it he's all in on this sword logic thing
2: and we we get this this scene though of this this hive knight this lucent hive holding this trembling terrified guardian ghost and looking at it and then looking at his own ghost and coming to the conclusion that they are one and the same and that yeah. he cares enough for his ghost to
0: have empathy for the one in his hand and to let it go,
3: that's despite a, that's the a, protests of
0: his.
1: Like, I th- I think back to the first time that we as Guardians crushed a ghost, mm-hmm. when we were up on, when we were on that very first mission, when we were up on Savathun's ship, and it. Like you grab it and you crush it, and then, like, you're like looking at your hand, like, what the fuck did I just do? Did I, did, was that me? Was that my actions? Did I, did I actively do that? What is happening here? And that seems like the same thing that's going on here. Like, this, this knight has grabbed it and been like, what, what am I about to do? And then, was just looking at this thing, like, trembling, terrifying, and is like, did I have one of these? if I have one of these and this thing is in my hand, is this the right thing to do? Like, am I, yeah. Aren't they the same thing? Aren't they cut from the same cloth? Didn't they all come from the traveler anyway? Like if I kill this thing, what is, what does that say about me as, as a, as a guardian, right? Like, what does this say as, as me, the knight as a, as a guardian? Like that's a
0: man. And it's,
1: maybe maybe it's cool to be an edge Lord.
0: It's an interesting thought here. If Savathun lost
2: her memories when she was resurrected by, you know, by nature of us needing to get them back for her, right? Uh, presumably, every single Hive Guardian oh, also shit. lost their memories,
1: and so How a, have I not thought of that till now. A
2: freshly resurrected Hive Guardian would not have any of the history of the sword logic any of the prejudice of you know the hive being the greater species above all else they have to they have to be retaught all of that when they're resurrected Holy shit. reindoctrinated
1: that's okay so that's an interesting train of thought there who the fuck is just sitting in the background re all these all these lucent broods
2: I and mean, presumably savathun made plans for that you know i i would th- i would assume that
1: I'd be intrigued. Okay, so full-on prediction here. I think that whatever is is indoctrinating these broods in the ways of sword logic is in the dungeon that's coming out on Friday. And that's what we're going to go fuck up.
2: (laughs) That is is a very... uh, I like it. I hope that's what it turns out because I had absolutely no thoughts about the dungeon up till now. Um
1: I wouldn't that be fucking cool i just I've never thought of that though like mm-hmm. the the but you're right every single thing that's been risen and has a ghost has lost its memory of its previous previous light. We had to actively go like Sbatthoon had to make like so many fucking crazy conspiracy theory level bullshit hoops for us to jump through to even bring her her memories back. And even then, she still didn't really—we only had the memories that were shown to her. You know, like, she doesn't actually—I don't think she actively got her memories back. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. It's it's uh. like It's like watching a movie of yourself and having complete amnesia, but you're seeing yourself in that movie. And so you're like, well, this has to be true. This has to be fact because I'm seeing myself there so i will i will you know embellish that thought it's that's just holy shit man
2: now an, another thought is that uh by nature of what we saw in the collector's edition um book the the diary that came with that uh right. these kind of wandering ghosts that we assume a majority of them became these hive ghosts uh it was stated have a deep understanding and sympathy for the Hive via the Books of Sorrow. So it might be the ghosts themselves are resurrecting their Hive and taking it upon themselves to give them their history via what they've read in the Books of Sorrow. And the, the newly you know, risen Hive, not knowing anything else, take it as, as, as gospel. Take it as law of the land. That's the way the world is.
1: I mean, shit. In D one, when we when we got rezzed, we everything that was fed to us, we took that as law as land. Yeah, we d- fucking came to the tower. Like, all right, we're in the tower. Fuck it, we're tower. Like, oh, speaker, yep, speaker, he's the fucking speaker. Cool, let's go, let's do. Speaker's like, do this. Okay, fuck it, let's do this. Exo stranger shows up. I don't know who the fuck you are, but we're gonna do that now.
0: So that's kind of a that's that's a that's kind of a mind fuck. But despite all that, despite
2: this indoctrination, despite this uh, retelling of these, these freshly born hive, this is your lot in life, this is what you should be doing, this is what you stand for, at least one of them,
0: at least this Luzaku character, has made the decision to not kill a guardian. That's, that's interesting. That's that's an interesting thought. Okay, uh,
1: book five.
2: So, on to the next chapter. Chapter five.
1: Did, and, should I call uh, it chapter five? Because this is all a book. Right? It's all
2: a book. It's all the all, all tale the lore book.
1: books. I yeah. keep calling them like book one, book two, book. Th- they're chapters. They're chapters. I'm, yeah. Books don't have books inside of them.
0: Not usually. I mean no.
1: Unless if, like, you had, like, a big book and you, like, cut a hole out and then put a smaller book in it, like how they cut, like, holes out in the shape of guns. Yeah, so chapter five. is cut a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
3: is,
1: that, is that not an Inception book? A book inside of a book there'll inside be, of a there'll book now? There will bookception.
2: Okay. Uh... okay.
1: Chapter five. So chapter Go five
2: um, follows a ghost that we are all very familiar with at this point, or at least if you've played Witch Queen, you are. Um, this is a ghost by the name of Finch. Uh, and this is Who the is a, hell is Finch? This is a two-parter. So this is Finch Part One. And he says, You gotta understand, none of us came here thinking grand schemes. None of us. There was there's just this urge, you know? So we followed it, only to step into a world remaking itself. The light just thrashing away at the darkness, pounding away, mountains sloshing into seas like sugar in the rain. A hive-thrown world remade on a whim. I'm not what you would call a believer. Not after the Red War. Not after the Tangled Shore. Not after a lifetime of never-mattering just because I wasn't half of someone
0: else's whole. But seeing that, that made me feel again. And then I saw him, what was left of him, just lying there. Just this corpse, dead maybe,
2: a hundred years. It was my night. I look and I know he is mine, like hearing a song for the first time, but it's already stuck in your head. And in that moment, I think something. I think something good in me died. And 22 and Camusia and Marcel, they're all raising their partners, Hive, Lightbearers, every last one. You'd think it'd be impossible, but sure enough, all standing there. Ilay, Quasit, Hatcher, everyone finding their purpose. There's Hive to the left of me, Hive to the right. I'm buried in them. And the whole time, every ghost I ever knew is shouting, telling me, this is the Traveler's plan. Who are you to question it? And I thought, maybe they're right. I mean, I could see the light scouring a whole world right in, front of my, right in front of my eyes. Maybe this was some kind of turning point for the hive. Knowing your creator chose you to remake an
0: entire species. Oh, you'd make bad choices too. So I shared my light. Who wouldn't? A couple hundred of your
2: closest friends bearing down on you and a hive shredder waiting if you said no? I shared it. I reached into him and I touched something
0: deep. And what he offered back, it wasn't light or dark. It was cold. It was wrong.
2: And I knew it would fill up whatever empty cracks in me the light had left behind.
0: And I chose to make it a part of me to be half of his whole. I chose to share my soul with a monster. And the thing is, you can't just be part monster. And that's the end of Finch part one. I do, I do have to laugh because part of
1: it was definitely making me think of a song. It was like, I Have to left me. Half to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yeah, no, that's exactly what was happening there. <laughs> he's just a he's I think of Finch as like a, a lover of classic rock. That's what I think.
2: I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Uh
1: He's not he he's he's not over there like
3: Quarrier, fuck yeah No, he's
1: he's just like I bet I bet he likes a good good smooth set of jazz too.
2: Yeah, you know, he's he's not in the pits moshing. Yeah, he's he's no, he's no, on the outskirts, yeah, you know, just watching watching the show, you know, get getting into the groove a little bit.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was I was gonna say something really mean. <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it. I was gonna say he's at a Shinedown concert, sitting on the edge thinking, wow, this is the hardest metal I've ever been to.
2: <laughs> oh that was a sweet. But that's job.
1: rude. That's rude. <laughs> And I'm not going to say that.
2: No, of course not.
1: Because I like Shine Down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the hardest metal ever, but I do like Shine Down.
2: Oh, all right. But we can we can see the mindset that some of these ghosts that were maybe on the edge were were put in. You know, it it be a they were drawn in from curiosity. All you know. They're seeing friends around them raising hive, which is a feat thought impossible up till this point. Fucking and, fucking peer pressure. And man. he's describing Savathun's throne world being remade in the light, right in front of him, like watching this paracausal force that you are so deeply tied to just eradicate an entire world made of darkness. That's in front what's of always your blown eyes. my
1: mind too. Is is this this throne world that is supposed to be like of the ascendant plane or, or like a chunk of the you know, pocket universe. And it's all darkness up until this point. And then to just be bathed in light. Like I thought that, that, that scene has got to be, that's got to be a fucky ass scene to watch that unfold.
2: And, and Finch is seeing this light just carve away at its ultimate enemy. And he's seeing this impossible thing happening all around him. And, you know, I, I can get why he would be like, you know what? This is, this is it. The traveler is deciding that it's going to make a turning point for the hive species. And I get to be a part of it.
0: I, and so he, he gives in. I'm doing my part. (laughs) Doing my part. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's
2: exactly what he's thinking. (laughs) So he gives in and he discovers that, Maybe it it was not as much of the traveler's plan as he originally thought, and as some of the Remember other kids maybe thought.
1: Puff puff pass is not always the right choice,
0: and so we come to
2: the second part of Finch's story. That was a That entrance.
1: was way too on
0: point. For one of our <laughs> listeners to just... <laughs> <Bitter-loop>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's, he's getting a thank you tonight.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, so Finch part two. So Finch part two Uh, goes like this. Oh, no, 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 no. Why of all things did you make me do this?
2: The Hive certainly weren't perfect. Actually, let's not mince words. They were straight up evil. But you, I gave you a part of me. I let you make me worse just so I could make you better. You were supposed to understand. You were the only one who ever could. Why wouldn't you? So really, you know, this is your fault, not mine. I know. I know you don't want to be dead. I know that. You think I don't know that? I watched you shoot a guardian, and her ghost, dead. All because I could hear you in the back of my mind needing me to bring you back. And I listened. I listened to the others, and then to you, to everyone except myself. I didn't expect miracles, but I expected something. Yes, you're dead now, and I can hear you, but I can't. Don't you get it? I just can't. I'm not going to be the trigger man anymore. I'm not going to sacrifice humanity on your personal altar. You're
0: not you're not worth it. You're not worthy. And you never were, were you? Why does Savathun have
2: the light? I should have asked why a long time ago. None of us did at the time, but I should have. We both know this wasn't right. Look, I've got no faith left in the Traveler, but I know it It wouldn't give me a monster and say make him a god. No. No, we both know this wasn't right. Was it pity? Optimism? May- maybe it's just the obvious. I mean, Hive don't accept gifts they take. Maybe the Traveler was tricked. The end of some long con. The Traveler isn't just some dumb orb ripe for grifting. Gaul found that out the hard way. There's got to be more to it. I have to dig deeper. And if joining you damned me, well, hell sounds like a good place to start. I'll find out how she did it. And I don't care how much you try to change my mind. You're staying dead. You hear me? You made me a monster, remember? You don't get to cry about it when I finally act
0: like one. That's the end of that one. There's a lot of interesting things in this one. Like,
1: okay, so the, the first one that I, that I like, kind of, like, attached to was that thought of, like, there is a constant nagging in the back of Finch's mind to res that, that dead knight next to him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's an interesting... It, <sighs> I, it's it's interesting that 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 is a thing there. So that that's got to be if there's a if there's a nagging in the back of Finch's mind, Finch is a ghost. Therefore, logically, every single ghost has that same nagging when their guardian dies, that they 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 need to go res them or something like like some some mm-hmm. sort of yeah. constant like hey your guardian's dead like uh, almost like a uh, and and I say like a nagging. It's almost more like a like a reminder going off on your phone like hey. Don't forget your guardian said go resume. You know, and you're just like, ah, fuck. Yeah. You know, and you're either hitting accept, you know, or in this case, Finch is like, fuck that, ignore fucking snooze, fucking <laughs> Finch I'll deal with you later. just keeps hitting
2: snooze on the alarm clock. He just he yeah.
1: just doesn't give a shit. He like and I say he doesn't give a shit. He he does give a shit. Like he's like, yeah. no. I, you made me a monster because like in the one in the book before, or the chapter 4, he's like, you can't just be part monster. Like you can't be half of a half of a whole you ha- you are either a whole thing or you're not and so the fact that he's made him into a monster like that's almost like him accepting that and like twisting his own words back at him and saying well you know you made me into a monster this is the reality you get to live with i get to be the monster now and say fuck you i'm not resin you
0: mm-hmm. like that's a bold move there
3: and, and then the it's...
0: the go, go ahead oh I, I was just gonna say it, it it's
2: i interesting to see and and maybe it's just a personality you know clearly some hive drank the kool-aid a little more than or some ghosts <laughs> drank the kool-aid a little more than others uh just a little bit but for for finch to in the first in part one to be so optimistic to to be like almost almost have a, a rekindling of hope that like the world is getting better I'm, I'm seeing it happen in front of me. The light is pushing back the dark and is making the world better. And I'm going to be a part of it. And I'm going to be part of this big change by aligning myself with a hive. And then in the second part, to see him kind of have that unfortunate crash down to reality. Of oh yeah. Like, yeah. No, I was, you were never worthy. I fucked up. I yep. should have never picked you, but now I did. And I'm gonna live with the consequences, but I'm gonna make sure that I put a stop to however this happened.
1: Well, and that's that's an interesting thought too there. He he brought up a good question. And I don't think this question has ever been asked by anyone. Everyone asks how did Sabathun get the light? We learned that. We found that out. She I mean, we got shown the everything. Nobody asked why did Savathûn get the light? And the only thing that we have to go off of is the one the one memory of the I believe it was off of the witness saying that the 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 hive were going to get chosen anyway, let's choose them before they get chosen. You know, let's corrupt them with darkness and promise them, you know, give this, you know, carrot on a stick, eternal life, ultimate power before eternal life and ultimate power chooses them because you know I don't me as the witness I'm 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 actively starting to get played against with with the with the the gardener the gardener yeah so that's that's an interesting an interesting thought of like who cares how she got it why did she get it why was she chosen why why were any of the hive chosen other than you know they've they've now we've we've kind of hit this theory a few times right like they've they've they met the criteria they were brave they 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 showed uh um dedication they they self-sacrificed all that that's what made them worthy of the light that's what made the gardener say all right this thing is is worthy to wield this paracausal power in this game that i've created and i've deemed them Okay, I, I've deemed them fit to to dick around with it. Yeah, that's a that's a man. These 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 ghosts are thinkers.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: what I think. That's what, I think that's what I like about every single one of these ghosts so far is they're thinkers. They're asking those questions that aren't being asked. That you know it, it, the 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 why, not the how. Like who cares how it happened? Why did it happen? How do we fix it? How do we change it? How do we do something about it? Man, this is this is good.
3: Yeah, and I
2: I think the only maybe inkling that we have as to a why for Savathun in particular, um, is uh, I was recently replaying the campaign on my my third character because I hadn't done it yet, uh, and still Savathun, it yet. <laughs> Savathun has a line uh, along the lines of of saying, uh, "I will not take, I will give, I will give yep. the traveler a safe haven." it yep. within my throne world to protect it from the the witness. Yep. Uh and you know we don't know what the the interworkings of the the traveler or what its thoughts were, but if it were just taking the offer of hey, I will protect you from the big bad boogeyman that's making his way towards the soul system, I uh, and the traveler took it, you know, took that offer knowing that it was gonna, you know, damn humanity
0: most likely to, to death. Sure. That could be a why. Could be a why. So Um,
1: that's an, that's an interesting train of thought to go down too. Like if, if, if the traveler had seen that and been like, Hey, you know, I I tried everything with all these other human... I've tried things in harmony. You know, I tried things out in out in the the Ekimine, You know, I've tried things these things everywhere and they have failed. Who's to say what I'm doing with the guardians and this ghost and just giving them the light directly? Who's to say that that's not going to fail? Maybe Savathun's got a point. You know, maybe if Savathun really is going to give me a safe place to 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 hide, and that's that's a that's a neat thought too, right? Like the the throne world is this place of the ascendant plane and darkness and all that stuff. And I mean, we tr- freely travel it. Like it's nothing. We don't, I don't know if the witness can freely travel it. You know, we don't know if the witness can go to an ascendant plane or to a throne world. I, I, would,
2: I would assume I would... they can. Right. Like, right. Rulk like you was would there, think like, so
1: that's what I'm saying.
0: Like he sent the darkness ship in it, but now to be fair, sent Rulk in and Rulk got trapped. Because.
2: Savathun cursed him with the light. That—that's what the uh, the whole wellspring activity is. Is you are holding oh. down the wellspring because that is where the fountain of light is uh, coming from. That is powering the curse that keeps Rook
0: trapped in the pyramid. Well, shit. See, folks, read the dialogue read the dialogue
1: i i had no fucking clue why we were doing fucking wellspring i didn't have a yep. and so that's why he's sending darkness squads to go fuck it up yep that makes okay all right
2: because we can the dialogue the curse, kids and then we eventually have to you know go to his house and kick his shit in kick his uh, that's
1: what i'm saying i mean you know it's such beautiful legs too like <laughs> i mean bayonetta is literally jealous of his leg like Oh, I'm jealous of his legs, man. Anyway, uh, okay, so Collector's Edition.
2: So <laughs> this didn't come directly from the Collector's Edition um, diary, but it, it was the kind of supplementary stuff from the ARG that sure. came from it. Those, the those extra the all the shredded pages. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where Ikora is kind of coming to terms with what the light and dark mean. Um As as kind of their the fundamental forces and what those forces do and why they why each of them are important going forward. And she comes. There's a a lot of
1: that in that in the shredded pages. Like those shredded pages are. If if nobody's had a chance to, if y'all haven't had a chance to read them, go read the go find those thirty pages from the ARG. Read them cover to cover if you can. There is a lot of thinking going on in there
2: and And kind of the main conclusion that Ikora comes to is that uh the dark is important because it helps us remember what has hurt us in the past so that we will not be hurt from it again, and the light is important because it offers the ability the the otherwise uh I don't want to say impossible, but otherwise very improbable possibility for unconditional forgiveness
0: without... Because of the pure,
1: like, for because of the wiping of the memory.
2: Because of the wiping of the memory. A, that you can approach a subject without a predisposed decision based on personal prejudice, based on memory of being... Past experience. ...swindled of, of past experience. You were yeah. coming to it. As pure as possible, educated maybe about the events, but pure in personal experience and that that will offer you the ability to have unconditional forgiveness towards the other party and that without that, there is, there's no moving forward.
0: That, right.
1: Okay. So that's an interesting thing there too. Like maybe not unconditional forgiveness, but like. The ability to make an an unbiased choice yes that's I think that's more the key there is is to be able to walk into a sit a, a situation with no preconceived anything like no yes you have you you have been given you've been given a record of what has happened. And you've been able to read that record, but you weren't able to experience. You don't have the personal emotion tied to it. So now it's just you as a being, and what's your drive? What's your, you know, what what would be your your, for lack of a better term, D and D character alignment? What would your character do? You know, what not not what you the person would do, but what would your character do?
2: That's
1: a, if that's we, an interesting
0: thought. If we take that thought. That may also be a potential why
2: for why the, the hive were given the light or, or were allowed to uh to be given the light because maybe the traveler wanted to see if the hive could given the opportunity of not having memory of sword logic, of not having memory of you know, we are the ultimate race in the universe and we will prove that via destroying everything. Maybe, maybe some, maybe all would choose a different path like that Hive Knight we talked about a few chapters ago.
3: Interesting. And
2: maybe there's a little bit of hope for some of the Hive Guardians not being sure. enemies. Sure.
3: I mean
1: that definitely gives us precedence to have hive allies
0: sometime down the road I I think that's possible yeah man that's a now again that oh
1: man so that draws a bunch of parallels to what happened with Lakshmi and the and the Elixni when they joined like there's so... and even in there's so many lore entries about humans just like fuck Elixni like my whole house and family was murdered by a fallen squad and all they see is 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 you know that that thing looks like a fallen it acts like a fallen it talks like a fallen it's got to be a fallen not like hey this thing has been through just as much shit as you
0: have trying to create a life for itself and its family holy shit Yeah man i just Whew, I just got hit right in the
1: dick with the feels. That was not... I wasn't ready for that tonight either. Jesus.
0: Okay. Well, now that my feeling bubble has been kicked in, where are we
1: going to next?
0: So the, the next chapter here
2: uh, is titled Spectre, um, which is uh, a investigator of sorts from from the looks of it. Uh, who's giving a, a transcript a transcript uh, report. And so that one goes like this. Type, personal investigative report.
0: Parties, one ghost type, designate specter. Associations, light, lucent hive. Transcript follows. Post-lumination day, 17, 10, 23.
2: Arrived on scene. Victim is a thrall. No identity. Cause of death. Fractured neck due to blunt force trauma. Traces of light detected. Nebenki interviewed the primary suspect. Hive prefer talking to their own and don't respond to things. Even things that bring them back from the dead. Overheard, conf- overheard confession. Suspect is knight identified as Uruktholin, victim's commander reported that when his ghost detected light within the victim, Uruk Thalin executed him for theft. Open and shut
0: case. Post-illumination day 18, 1344. Three more deaths fitting
2: the same pattern. Internal artifacts of light, victims sum- summarily executed, but circumstances raise more questions. Thralls don't Partner with ghosts should be unable to receive or carry light. Nebenki tasked to investigate. Suspects suspects an organized smuggling ring. Potential human or fallen infiltration. Post illumination day, eighteen fourteen fifty seven. Encountered suspect thrall. No identification. Classified as POI seven. Tests confirm traces of light. Nabinki applied standard hive interrogation techniques. Extracted confession after extended session. Poi seven admitted to stealing light, keeping it in urns. Also implicated a superior acolyte. Doesn't add up. Pld eighteen nineteen twelve. Requested time alone with suspect to establish rapport. Nabinki hesitant doesn't like being spoken to unbidden, but acquiesces. POI 7 admitted to giving false confession to end visceral hive interrogation. Claimed complete ignorance to the light's origins in his system. When asked about his unusual activity, reported that his symbiote feels sated without need for bloodshed or tithing. PLD 18, 1933 Consulted Nebenki for context regarding tithing. Apparently, hive function on a system of energetic kickbacks paid up the ladder, ending with the queen. We've been useful to would have been useful to know earlier. Suspect suspect this network may imp, may be impacted by introduction of light. Nebenki confirmed light exhibits a negative pressure within the system. May be pushing trace amounts back through. Have submitted theory to our commander for further investigation. PLD 19, 630. Partner acknowledged me this morning. Established eye contact. Potentially ill? PLD 19, 742. On my recommendation, POI 7 executed for perjury.
0: Thus ends that report. T- <laughs> Feeling ill?
1: <laughs> that that got me. I wasn't ready for that one. So this, uh, like, there's a few things in here that I was like, okay, this this absolutely confirms a few theories that that we've talked about before. The whole energy thing. Mm-hmm. He straight up says, like, they they don't feel sated unless if it's unless if they feed their energy up. They are all literally feeding the energy to the battery, to yep. the, to the upending. That's this is a hundred percent confirmed here. Then, uh, and that light is the not necessarily good part, but the f- light, the force, is an equal and opposite reaction to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Therefore,
1: able to if if light and darkness occupy the same space at the same time, superpositioning theory says they're going to cancel each other out and create a zero line. And that's exactly what's fucking happening. Like that confirms all of our theories on this stuff being a a a, a force, a, a an an energy force, and and thus because it's in our our existence, it has to follow all the
0: laws of our existence. Dude, this is fucking crazy.
2: So we established with the first chapter that uh hive the general populace of hive are being exposed to this light energy and it is infesting their body to the point where some of their bodies are trying to fight it back uh a, 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 with an immune response
1: right um and they hesitate to call it a tumor because it's like right there's no um what do they say um
2: it's not metastasizing
0: that yeah
2: yeah uh but, so we we know generally speaking, the hive populace, the lucent hive populace at least, is has exposure to light radiation, I guess, for lack of a better yep. term and ooh, I like
1: that I like that term
2: uh we are now seeing that that is having a direct effect on even hive that don't that aren't partnered with a ghost where that light radiation is zeroing out their need to kill things to feed their worm
1: it's sating the it's sating their worm without the need for bloodshed that's Mm -hmm. that's what was like that right there was my that was my instant like oh my god this is this confirms everything like this is this is it this is the i mean and the the fun the, the the way the the thing i like about this card is it's very much a like you know cops and robbers CIS Miami style yeah. thing, right? Like it's definitely a CIS Miami because the the interrogation they're using, I feel like would be pretty standard in Miami. I mean, it's Florida, <laughs> so it's it's whatever. And I mean, shit, fucking Savathune's Throne World is just a swamp. Like,
2: yeah, you that's
1: know, it. it Sabathoon's Throne World is is Florida,
2: just in the Keys. Yeah, uh son of a bitch, we found it. <laughs> no, I do think it's interesting though that. This informs us, actually a lot of these have informed us about there's there's a a, a societal structure to the hive that are not ju- that isn't purely militaristic. Like yep. they have doctors and they have investigators yep. and you know they they have roles within their communities that are not just uh you know, your rank and file, Captain, you're the General leader, you're the squad yeah. leader, yeah. Like they have people doing jobs that are more than just (laughs) militaristic in nature.
1: I just want to meet a high fucking doctor. (laughs) He just just runs. He's got clinic duty on the weekends, (laughs) 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 and he fucking hates it. And he's just in there. He's like, "All right, what's your fucking symptom?" And the thrall is just like, "Uh, arm hurt." Well, I know your arm fucking hurts. What did you do, Met Guardian? Well, you fucking idiot, that's... Don't go near Guardians. Light bad. Light bad, okay. Yeah, yeah, light bad. I go now, I get better now? No, you're not gonna get better. That arm's gone. Okay. Bye now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I envision
2: the Hive positions being very, uh, very dark ages. Very, like, oh, yeah, you know, Oh, my, shit! <laughs> my, my wrist... Really hurts. Like, all right, off with the hand.
1: turn fixed.
2: <laughs> Tur- bird, bird her.
3: <laughs> a witch.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not a witch. I'm, the- I'm an acolyte.
3: <laughs>
0: a witch.
1: <laughs> it's, it's pronounced wizard. Wizard.
3: <laughs> God damn! Um, I want to point the it with her are or like. <laughs> yeah. have you ever been to the (laughs) moon i mean this implies there are
1: hive like scientists and astronauts and fucking (laughs) but i guess isn't every hive an astronaut because they travel from fucking moon to moon like for them being an astronaut is just like being that's like being a milkman or something like that's or that's like being a cashier at a restaurant or something Mm. like is it you're, yeah, nobody gives a shit, Jeff. You're a fucking astronaut. We're all fucking astronauts, Jeff. My mom said I could be anything I wanted to be. I'm doing my part. God damn it! <laughs>
3: oh.
1: Hive society is fucking nuts, and I love it.
3: <laughs> uh, so, oh man, moving on to the next. I chapter do. Here. I do
1: want to know, like, who they're like, you know, like. Do they have like HMOs, or do they just have like <laughs> supplemental insurance? Is that all they have? God damn it! Do they have car insurance? Do they even care? Do they like? Do they just hit each other, and they're just like, ah, fuck!
3: Uh, I did not need my car insurance. insurance. Oh. Damn. <laughs>
0: I wasn't ready.
2: Those wasn't void ready. energy prices—they're—they're they're skyrocketing. They're ever
1: fucking since ridiculous, man. Fucking ever since Sabathu took off, his <laughs> void energy is just fucking through the roof. This is ridiculous. It was up to three point yesterday. Who knows what it'll be at tomorrow?
2: Oh,
0: see,
1: see what I did there?
2: I do. I do. <laughs> I like it.
1: <laughs> oh shit. God! Oh, literally tomorrow! Oh my God!
3: Yeah, yeah!
1: Oh
2: shit! You were cleverer than you thought.
3: I am. I didn't (laughs) even know I.
1: (laughs) Oh God! Okay. All right. Next one. So going outside of of hive societal, (laughs) I've learned a lot more about the hive today than I've learned about in like. The entire Books of Sorrow. like The Books of Sorrow is just like, yeah, Hive did some shit. Quarry is a thing. Sucks a suck. Taken King dead. Go. This is like, you know, Jeff and Bob are like, hey, Bob. Hey, Jeff. How was work today? Oh, it was pretty damn good. I I killed three Guardians today. No shit. Good good job, man. I didn't find a single one. Well, I mean, it's hard to find them if you don't really, you know, leave your house. Hey, I'm I'm not judging you for killing them. Don't judge me for not killing them, you ass. That's <laughs> damn it.
2: <laughs> okay, next one. Next one. Next book.
1: Uh, <laughs> I promise I'm done. So this... That's the last hive societal thing I'm doing today.
2: <laughs> this chapter is about our our favorite edgelord, the original Imaru.
1: Fucking number one. Yeah. Fucking he's first he's ghost. even he's he first first ghost Imaru speaking. <laughs> He's even he's even more than like he's like he looks at like
3: Quaria fuck
1: yeah and he's like yeah that's some pussy ass shit man we need to get some fucking hard shit in here yeah that's that's edge yeah. amaru
2: it's exactly it's exactly him uh, so this <laughs> this one is titled amaru uh, and it's a an interaction actually between amaru and Savathun, Uh and is interesting. Very hypocritical, <laughs> in my opinion. Oh, God. Um, oh, God. So, here we go. This one goes like this. The light of the wellspring spilled out below them. From the palace tower, Imaru watched the churn where it met the darkness, new waves eroding an ancient shore. The flash of muzzle fire was visible from this perch, even if the combatants weren't. He huffed and shuddered, trying to remember how to speak as he watched the guardian's unprovoked assault into their ascendant plane. "No better than the scorn," he growled. Savathun turned from the honey-sweet music only she could hear and stroked her ghost. "Ah, child, loyal as you are, you still only see their actions, not the chains that drag them to inevitability. Just as Hive must test" Humans must control, and failing that, attack. You must not take it personally. Attacking the unknown is their nature. We ghosts ain't unknown, Imaru pulled free of her affections. We lived with them, saved them. Now they're ripping through us. Damn ungrateful if you ask me. Surely you don't believe they're punishing you for disobedience. Aren't they? His voice was dark and hard, and he paused to recenter. Everyone, fallen, vex, even hive, every last one of them knows you don't shoot the medic. But nobody told those jokers, apparently. Your anger is understandable. The Witch Queen pulled Amaru to her embrace once more, and slowly, his shivers of rage calmed. Humans fear death. And you were suckled on their teat, but the Hive know death as the unseen sister. It is she who welcomes you home to rest, and who allows you to egress when you prove able to take it. Amaru stared out in silence at the distant flashes of battle. Sister or not, it's time we push back. We got anything like they got? A ghost killer? The Hive uncovered such weapons long ago, but, may have found, but many have found them distasteful. I suppose we could recover the magics, but surely you and your fellows would see such tactics as an abomination. Amaru turned back to face the flashes of rifle fire on the distant shore. Not
0: anymore. And that ends that one. So I, I, I thought of a song for Amaro. Oh. It's from uh, the Lego movie.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah. You ready? <laughs>
0: Darkness! No parents! Kind of <laughs> makes it better! <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's
1: Batman. He's fucking Batman. He's Lego Batman.
2: I mean, yeah. On On not the good side. Uh, yeah, it's this is interesting though because this
0: tells us that the the idea of having the Hive
2: Guardians ex- explicitly kill our Guardians' ghosts to to cause perma death
0: was apparently Imaru's idea. Yeah. And he's, and, and not, not just his idea. Like he, like
1: the fact that he looks at this and, and Sabathune's like, no, no, no. I thought that, you know, da da, da. he's like, nah, fuck that, man. If they're going to shoot us, fuck them. We're going to shoot them right back. Like yeah. he's, he's definitely of that mindset of like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put up with, you know, don't didn't, apparently nobody told him don't shoot the medic because that's, I mean, realistically, that's what ghosts are. They, they are, it's not just fricking Dr. Jeff
0: going, all right, cauterize it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I'm going to lose it again.
1: But yeah, I mean, the, the ghosts bring them, the ghosts bring them back to life. They're, they're, they're field medics. They're uh, everything about them. No field medics are pretty rough, man. Field Field medics will tourniquet you faster than nothing like this. They know one thing and that's hey you need x amount of blood to live you've lost y amount of blood x minus y equals z we need a
0: tourniquet That's a that's field medic mindset right there Uh so yeah So just interesting that uh the the main push for
2: escalating aggressions from the hive side actually came from a ghost, Amaro. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: we still have no idea what happened to Amaro, right? Like, when no. the Traveler blipped out, like, Amaro was looking to us, and he was about to say something, I feel like, and he just blipped with it. Like, I don't, we don't know if he blipped with it because the Traveler took him, or, like... That's even, how I like, take it. Like, like, that's that's what I think. Like, I I think that, that's, that, that is what I think. I think he was, like, reintegrated with the Traveler, right? Like, which is kind of like a weird thought, like, is, is, like, all of his memories and his experiences over the last hundred thousand years, are those now part of the Traveler? Like, was was Amaru, like, a, a failed experiment of, like, hey, I'm going to make him the greatest edgelord that life has ever known? <laughs> and then he's just like,
0: yeah, darkness! Fuck you! I'm not dealing with you! Yeah, darkness!
1: And then the traveler's like, "Oh, shit
2: um, let's, let's reel it back in buddy uh-
1: <laughs> let's 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 you know maybe crank it back down to five, take it off of eleven and crank it back down to five and he's just like, "Fuck you, take it to twelve and he, and goes, traveler's just like, Nope, nope, not happening
2: well we we know a little bit about what happens to him after the the final scene of the campaign, um oh. by nature of the fact that we are chasing. Him, uh, through the quest where you craft the exotic glaive, um,
1: all of bonus bonus material tonight,
2: uh, ish. I guess I mean I don't have all that dialogue in front of me, but generally speaking, imaru was trying to find a way to arm the Lucent Hive, uh, with weaponry that would be, um, very dangerous to both Guardians and Scorn. Uh, and we end up putting a stop to it and at the same time using the artifacts he was going to use to build our exotic glaive. Now, we, we never catch up with him, um, you know, clearly because we never come across him during that quest. But right. it implies that he still has his own agency after the fall of Savathun and is actively doing things to support the Lucent Hive even with, without her being there.
1: Well, and he he is given uh he he's given us patrols. Like yeah. when we're out there in the throne world, he's like, you know, those those neon nerds, fucking little <laughs> glitter shits bombs are fucking <laughs> up my glitter bombs are fucking up my little shit. Go kill him, get him, hive. And then you're just like, ha ha. Guess what? Transmission intercepted. I'm gonna get him first. And then he's like, ah, oh, you little shits, you they fucking got us. We'll get them next time. Not a very uh, good commander, I think.
2: No, no, he's not. And you know, we had theorized it's in He's good at shit our,
1: talking. That's that's part of it.
2: We had theorized in our, our light and dark series that uh the ghosts if if there's parody between the gardener and the winnower, and the winnower is the witness, and the witness is a cacophony of voices, as Mara describes him, um, that the ghosts may be uh similar to a bunch of different voices and personalities of the gardener just split into their own bodies. And maybe Amaru then is a piece of that previous large consciousness that sympathized with the dark or sympathized with the winnower. um, Oh, sure, sure. As a being of the light. And maybe that's why he's a little more skewed towards being loyal to them.
1: It definitely has I, I think of also him as like, you know, the, the, the movie Inside Out where it's like the little red anger thing. He definitely got like that guy out of the Traveler <laughs> he
3: got yeah. put inside.
2: Yeah.
1: That's that's what Amaro is.
2: Um so okay. Next the next chapter here. Uh final chapter. Nope, we got one more after this. So this okay. is the, the second chapter. For some test. reason
1: I was I lost count.
2: Okay. Um so this chapter is entitled Harmonia um and it's some more musings between ghosts about what they can and can't do now um so this is what they
1: can and can't do or they're theorizing what they can and can't do now
2: uh theorizing a little bit okay and it's got some interesting ideas that they throw out here so um this is kind of a like recording of these ghosts as they're passing by um an area that's under surveillance um, so it's entitled Ambient Autologs. Um, parties to Ghost Type
0: designate Koro and Harmonia. Associations, light, unbonded. So they don't have a guardian. Koro, you're just being silly. Harmonia, no, I'm serious.
2: Look at this Castileja flower. Wouldn't it be wonderful if it kept its blossoms year-round, rain or shine? Koro, you want to give the light to a plant. Harmonia, look, there's no rule book. Why can't I give the light to a plant or a pigeon? Ooh, or maybe a dog. You want loyal? Get a dog. That's what the humans say. Koro, I can't believe you when you get like this. Harmonia, look, I just think it's dumb that we're only supposed to give the light to humans. And Awoken. I mean, are they even human? And Exos, come on, they're full-on machines. All any of them ever do is fight over stuff they want. They want glimmer, they want glory, they want knowledge, whatever it is. They climb all over each other trying to get it. I mean, look at what happened to Cade 6 He got the light, but then went rushing off alone, chasing fame or fun or whatever it was, and got himself and his ghost killed in the process. Korra, fine. If that's the way you feel, go raise a houseplant instead then. Go bond with a geranium and sit on a windowsill all day. Harmonia. Nah, I think it'd be cooler to raise a hive. Koro, what? Harmonia. I mean, not really. It's just on my mind. Koro, you've been reading those ghastly books of sorrow everyone's been passing around, haven't you? Harmonia. A little. I just think humanity could learn a lot from them. It's cool how all the Hive have this one singular purpose. They all work towards together, you know? Koro, yes, one singular purpose of destroying the universe. Harmonia, no, outlasting the universe. And isn't that kind of what we're doing with our guard Feed ends as subjects go beyond range. And that's the end of that card.
0: I actively had to beat myself. (laughs) I I wasn't gonna make it through
3: (laughs) I want a
1: fucking fucking ghost to raise a plant and just sit in a fucking
0: window (laughs) and then his response to that no I think I want to go do a hive you want a what now
1: (laughs) how about a puppy they're loyal humans always for the puppies (laughs) yeah that's
2: yeah uh-huh because called back this to that whole marketing material this
1: whole chapter i was literally in stitches i could not stop laughing i had to mute myself and it, this was great this was i but i mean it, it kind of gives you a lot of like thought like this one ghost is like well there's no rule saying we can't give our light to you know anything like apparently all we're doing is giving it to humanity and awoken and they're not even humanity and exos they're not even real they're just a Fucking machine, like who's running around giving light to machines? Like this is bullshit. Why? Why not a hive, right? Like,
2: and no, it, that's it, a. It reiterates this thought that we've seen echoed in some of these other chapters and in other talks about ghosts not thinking humanity is worthy. This yeah. thought of like all they ever do with it is just fight over shit. Like they're not. They just want glimmer. Anything.
1: They just want fucking guns and loot and shit.
2: Yeah, the and yeah. and that's why the this particular ghost Harmonia is like, look, the hive all work together for one single purpose,
1: unified.
2: Yeah, and it's it's just interesting to see you, you can you can see how a ghost would start to rationalize the decision around like these people are just out for themselves; they're just climbing all over each other, trying to get whatever it is they want. And there's this other group that is all working together in harmony, quote unquote, to try uh, and accomplish a I single goal. I see what
0: goal. you did there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, clever! Turns
1: out I'm not the only one with jokes tonight. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. oh. A, but... a ghost name Harmonious would res a hive. That would that would happen. Yep yeah I could see that no this this was a very like that chapter was a very much acute chapter obviously but it yeah it it had it has a, it has some interesting insights into you know the the logic of why would I choose a hive over anything else like the the one thing the one thing in that whole thing that really that really stuck with me was there's nothing of the light telling us we have to res something of humanity like there there there's there's no, like, rule book. The only the only thing that, and I keep coming back to this, the only thing that you and I have come to a conclusion of, you just need devotion, bravery, self-sacrifice. As long as you, I want to know how a fucking Germanium.
2: <laughs> 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 Meets those criteria, just, yeah. <laughs>
1: just, I want to meet, I want to find the, the Germanium that has his... Dedicated himself, and he's shown bravery in the face of adversity, <laughs> and he's self-sacrificed himself. To so I want to meet mm. this flower that has done that. But I could see I, a dog.
3: Yeah, I, I could can see actively a dog too. see
1: a dog. Like that's, I mean, the loyalty portion. Like that's obviously like that's straightforward. But I mean, dog dogs are pretty brave. Like I I think of my yeah. two pups, and they're 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 pretty brave. They're pretty. They're, they're, Don't tell, don't tell me they're dumb. (laughs) My wife just said they're dumb. They they are kind of dumb sometimes. They, they like eating the side of the house, so I can't really.
3: Well, no one's perfect.
0: That's true. (laughs) Yeah. No one's perfect. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Now I'm getting, now I'm getting warned or promised or threatened. I don't know. They all kind of sound like the same thing when you're married. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, so that was the so that was the second to last chapter. Uh, what's the last chapter?
2: So the last chapter to offset this uh, this fun, cute little little previous oh, chapter. Don't is, tell me it's all dark and dreary. Is very um disturbing. Oh shit! Uh so
1: is this like full edge lord disturbing? Like, is this
2: like? Uh, this is this is a little. This is a little Frankenstein disturbing.
1: Is this like like put the kids to bed disturbing? Or is this like uh, maybe even turn away yourself disturbing?
2: Well, let's read it and find out.
1: Let's find out.
0: So this last one is entitled Jinx. And it goes like this. An electronic jingle
2: intrudes on the silence deep below. A cheerful electric hum In a cathedral of bone. Thralls peer in but quickly depart, their curiosity fleeting. Jinx has no time to teach them about music. She needs to concentrate. Her acolyte deserves to be perfect. She pauses her melodic chiming and gives the stray phalanges one last nudge into place. No ghost needs the entire corpse to bring their partner back, but this body, the body of her partner, was a sacred canvas. It deserved all the love and consideration as the painting itself, and with every nudged phalange, the anticipation grew more beautiful. The little ghost looks at the body, dangling and impaled, Its core grotesquely punctured against one of the gothic spires the hive so loved. She would have preferred to lay it prone, more ceremonial and appropriate for the sacred moment where life returned to dead flesh. Her guardian deserves perfection, but fate places many limitations on a tiny, handless orb, and Jinx had long ago learned to make the best of disagreeable circumstance. She scans the body once again everything in its place. Pygmalion's got nothing on me. She taps her shell flap against the hollow cheek in what she knows will become their shared gesture of affection. Jinx bobs back with only a moment's pause for butterflies in, well, she supposes not her stomach, but somewhere. Her shell twists and splits into an orrery of wonder, bathing her acolyte in light that lovingly placed finger moves first, twitching and clutching, and with a horrific noise that lies somewhere between suction and screaming, the former corpse pulls herself free of the spike through her chest. You're alive! the acolyte lashes out ferociously with a twisted limb, knocking Jigs to the floor and condemning her with a gurgling shriek. Brittle claws scrape into the eroded grip of a battered shredder, and the acolyte presses it with desperation into her own screaming maw. With a pull of the trigger, she falls limp. Again. Jinx stares down for some time, her gaze fixated on the painstakingly reconstructed finger, now limp against the weapon's trigger. She sags, then raises her lens high with a huff. I can keep this up as long as you can. A metal shell flap affectionately taps the stump of a neck before Jinx begins anew, her voice settling once more into a cheerful hum. Sooner or later,
0: you will be my best friend. And that ends that lore card. What the fuck?
2: So this is a hive that doesn't want (laughs) to be resurrected.
1: How long has she been doing this of just resing him and him blowing his own
0: brains out? Uh, What in the hell?
2: Apparently, a while from the
0: sounds of it. This is dark. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. (laughs) I was
1: thinking, I was thinking, like, you're talking about her, like, nudging the phalanges, putting all the little fingers, all the little bones in the exact spot, and, like, I was thinking, like, this romantic, like, corpse thing, like, like, okay, I can, I can, I can get on board with this, like, I, I like a good horror movie, like, Bungie's going a little dark lately, like, they, they like their horror stuff, so, maybe we got this little horror, like, you know, necrophilia thing going on, like, this ghost is just, like, in love with dead bodies or something, it's fine, it's cool, I don't judge, um, and but no, and then this thing wakes up and it's like fuck you, And just grabs the first gun it can find, sticks it in its mouth, and blows its own brains away and just like boom, dead. And then the ghost is like You can you can keep doing this. Talking to a dead body now. Like you can keep doing this. I got all eternity. You're going to be my best friend someday.
0: Yeah. What kind of morbid obsession is that? Uh some of those ghosts were really desperate to find their
2: their one and only guardian, and they're not gonna let that chance slip through their fingers, I guess, or their shell
1: ah, uh, or their phalanges uh, uh. they don't
0: have any <laughs>
1: they don't have any until they fall in love with them and put them in
0: the right place, <laughs> build it back from nothing over and over again. That's, that's just, man, I've never thought of it. Like, are there humans that have done that?
1: Are there Exo that have done that? Are there Awoken that have done that? Are there any other that have been resed and, and just been like, fuck this. And just blown their brains out. And like, nope, I'm good. And then the ghost just going, we can keep this up all day, buddy. That's America's ass. Yeah. No, that's.
2: <laughs> I don't know if we've seen that exact scenario this exact scenario play out in uh any of the you know humanities guardians um we've seen similar ish scenarios where like we talked about one with the glycon with gilgamesh right. consistently yep. resing uh katabasis to force him into
0: you know murder suicide killing- essentially now that's that's wow yeah I mean
1: that's that. Granted, that's out of like a desperation of like loneliness. Yeah, it's
2: a little and, different scenario. But...
0: but
1: you're but we're still seeing, we're still seeing like these ghosts have, the ghosts have as much personality as as any sentient,
0: higher functioning sentient being would have. This is, hmm. this is mm-hmm. making me think. This is one that makes you go hmm. <laughs> but that is the end. Of the Lucent Tales lore book. Well, I learned a lot. I
1: yeah. think I think we went on a journey tonight.
3: I, I, I don't know that what that a... journey
1: was, and I <laughs> may not sleep tonight. But yeah, we went on a journey.
2: Yes, we did, and, and and you know, we we have no idea what next season is going to bring. But if uh, Fucking nothing, if I were to have to speculate on something, um. I think it would make sense that it might still involve the Hive to some degree. Uh, usually to, the seasonal right? stories are, seem to be at least loosely tied to each other you know, over the last year. That's what we saw at least. Yeah. Uh, and we know that season 16's seasonal story with the Cabal and, and the Hive ended with us stopping the Lucent Brood from performing a ritual that would bring Savathun's throne world. Uh, to Luna, to the moon. Um, so who knows what, you know, maybe the Lucent Hive just, you know, back away. They they withdraw and recuperate and we get a different story for a season or maybe they retaliate in some way or, or change their plans and we're still dealing with them come tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Or today, I, if you're listening to this after it's posted.
0: If you're listening to this tomorrow, today. Aha! Uh-huh. Inception recording. No, that's not. That's not how that works. Um.
1: All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna thank some things and people. First, we'll do people, because thanking things just seems weird, right? Like I can't thank my my iPod. I guess I could. That'd be weird though. Thank you, iPod, for being <laughs> dis fucking continued. God damn it, Apple. <laughs> All right. I'm over it. I'm over it. All right. Uh, Thank you, Alpha Shepherd, for leaving at the exact perfect right time uh, to make me just lose my mind. Because I don't even remember what it was about, but I'll remember tomorrow when I listen to this. Uh, It blipped out at the exact perfect time for me to say something, and I've I've already forgotten what I said.
0: Uh, Let's see. I guess, I guess, thank you. Who, Who wrote the Books of Sorrow? Uh, I don't know
2: who in per, you mean like in game or like the narrative yeah. lead at the time or
1: both. Why not?
3: Um, because
1: without either one of those guys, we wouldn't have Edge tomorrow and Edge like you know Guardian or the Hive or you know <laughs> Darkness. No parrots, kind of
0: makes it better. <laughs> and warrior, fuck yeah, coming again to send the mother day, yeah. Those those so you need get little, to be made you into get, full songs, is what they. I'm telling like they you, man. Stand. The
1: first one is like full on, like darkness, fucking death metal, and then the second one is like power metal, right? Like almost on the, almost on the the same the same level as like the Kitsune theme that the guy did for the for the, <laughs> or the team did. I don't know who all uh-huh. did it. I I'm absolutely in love with that theme. The whole you know overflowing power Kitsune like that's just I love that. That's that'll stay stuck in my head for eternity. So thank you, Keaton A, singer and creator of Keatsune Song, wherever you are.
2: So uh to answer your first question, um I, I'm not sure if there's a one author in game. I think generally Oryx wrote most of it. Uh as far as out of game, um, from what I am finding, the uh credit for writing the Books of Sorrow
0: goes to a Seth Dickinson um so, yeah. Well thank you, Seth Dickinson. And and Yeah. You're the best. Myth? Got any? Uh say so sadly, no no new reviews or,
2: or anything to uh to read off today for a shout out. Uh however, I do want to just use this to remind everybody if you want to reach out, uh drop us a line, tell us what you like, tell us if you uh if you have a different opinion of something totally open to those discussions as well as long as they're you know civil um you can do so via uh, our twitter which is at myths and stories uh with a z instead of an s at the beginning of stories same as the uh, title of the show i uh, say we are typically keeping up on that um so always always great to hear from people even if it's just to say hi and uh maybe you'll You'll hear your message at the end of one of our episodes sometime.
1: Uh, Apparently, there's a trailer out in the wild, and we need to go watch it. So guess what? Go go ahead, Myth. You're supposed to say what?
0: You're supposed to say. (laughs) What, Zor? From all of us lore nerds to all of you guardians out there, we'll see you after Reset.